Hour number three on this Tuesday, and uh, today, or I should say now, we get to um, speak with one of our favorite guests. Rabbi Natan Slifkin is the um, founder of the Biblical Museum of Natural History. Those of you who have never seen it, I bet there are a lot of people in this audience who are traveling to Israel over the next few days. I bet there are a lot of people in this audience who are planning on spending time in the Yom Kippur, Sukkot area of the calendar in Israel. Take our recommendation. You can actually take the entire Siegel family recommendation. Visit the Biblical Museum of Natural History, uh, which is in Beit Shemesh, Israel. You and your family will love it. That I could tell you. And I know we're speaking to a specific group this morning with this conversation because we really are uh, speaking about a specific event that's going to be happening uh, in Israel before Sukkot. So this is really for people who are planning and being on being in the Holy Land. But I think everybody in this audience will find this conversation and information fascinating. All right, Dr. Natan Slifkin is inviting everybody to the Biblical Feast 2023. It's the uh, Feast of Kosher Curiosities happening pre-Sukkot on Thursday, September the 28th in Israel. You can go to biblicalfeast.org if you're planning on being in Israel, biblicalfeast.org. And and he's calling it the can't-miss event for kosher foodies. We know a lot of kosher foodies. I don't know if every kosher foodie would go for this menu, but we'll find out from uh, Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin what he thinks. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hi, it's great to be back on the show. You're uh, anticipating, I would suspect, a very big Sukkot. I think last year was the first uh, in the post-COVID era where people really started coming back to Israel. I'm sure you had major crowds at the museum, and I would assume that you're expecting that this time around it'll be very similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sukkot uh, is the craziest, busiest season, even more than the summer. Uh, it's also the time, of course, though, when many uh, Anglos are, are in Israel, and therefore we try and put our legendary feast uh, at that time of year. So well, uh, that's why we're doing it right the, the day before Sukkot. How many feasts have there been? Uh, we've done a bunch, actually. We've done even some in New York, in L.A. Uh, the menu isn't always the same. The menu, we have a couple of different menus. We have one that's more focused on animals, on biblical animals. We have one focused more on aquatics. And this one is focused on uh, unusual things, unusual kosher creatures that are not international. For the most part, not international. And, and anyone who's never been to one of your feasts every item that they will eat that night there's no way they've had before would that be uh, that would that be a, yes. a general yes. assessment pretty much yeah pretty much everything we serve the idea here is to serve things that are kosher but never normally available so uh you know we research uh to, to think, find find out which things are kosher which things we can get find in the store for and uh we arrange to get the creatures we arrange the shita very, very complicated event. Yeah, I would unique. I would imagine. I would imagine it's complicated. Rabbi Slifkin, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just too curious not to ask. When I go to the Biblical Feast website, there's a chef, there's a photo of a chef holding a very large, what looks like a bone and unique type of meat. Would you happen to know what that is that he's holding? 
I certainly do. He is holding, uh, from our previous event, he's holding the leg of an Asian water buffalo. Wow. And and those familiar yeah. those familiar with kashrus would would be surprised that the water buffalo is kosher, or is it just scarce? Uh, that, that one's pretty straight straightforward. It's just not something that's normally available. Uh, right. Maybe some people, you know, I, I never know which people are surprised to learn, which people, what people are not surprised to learn. Um, so maybe people, uh, you know, the, the, the things we serve sometimes come as a surprise to people, and sometimes don't. So the biblical feast is not just about rarities in terms of what people might be uh, used to regarding kosher meat and kosher dishes. It's also, it's also, uh, you know, providing some uh, uh, delicious items that are much sought after that are just hard to find in general, right? Correct. That's also, I mean, one of the, our, although we, we generally keep uh, the menu a secret until the event, but uh, I'll mention one thing that's on the menu, which is a uh, pheasant. So, you know, in, in the Western world, pheasant under glass, it was something right. that was such a delicacy that that phrase itself became a synonym for superb cuisine. Right. But even in, in, in the uh, in, in the Gemara, in the Midrash, when they speak about how the man could taste like, you know, the man in the desert could taste like the most delicious things you could imagine, so they give the example that the man could even taste like pheasant. Right. And again, the majority of people listening have never had pheasant, right? <laughs> that's, right. That's correct. That's number one. <laughs> and do we know how good it is? In other words, if someone wants to come and be part of this feast before Sukkot, is it just an issue of they're going to taste unusual things that they've never had before? Or will there be certain delicacies where they'll say, wow, I've had many different types of fowl and meat, but I've never tasted something this delicious? Well, I actually, I can't comment. I personally, I'm from Manchester, England, so my palate is pretty bland. <laughs> so ironically, uh, I'm not the kind of guy who can comment on how food tastes. You know, our, our chef is a very famous chef, Moshe Basson. Uh, he's very, he's very uh, famous internationally. So it's certainly an unusual taste. It's not necessarily something that everyone is used to, uh, but certainly everything tastes uh, very unique. And um, we, we've spoken on the air, and certainly we've had this conversation in your museum. Uh, there are certain animals where uh, the shechita, the slaughtering, either could be complicated or there might be some type of dispute which might make people lean toward not uh, you know, shechting them and eating them. Will there be anything in that category where just the halachic misora, just the halachic tradition that we have may have prevented people until now from trying something but under your supervision, Baruch Hashem, we're able to go ahead and indulge. Yeah, well, as you can imagine, there's disputes about pretty much everything. You know, it's funny, actually. Uh, I, 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 when I flew recently in the airport, you know, Al Al do all these security checks, you know, to make sure you're Jewish and so on. So the Al Al security person asked me, uh, what, what's the name of the shul that I daven at? I was thinking if they really want to be sure I'm Jewish, they should ask me, what, what's the name of the shul that I don't daven at? <laughs> So, uh, you know, all these things, there's disputes about all these things, but we present, you know, we present to the sides, uh, to our guests, we'll present in advance, you know, the uh, halachic case for each thing that we serve, and then we encourage, you know, participants to, uh, to ask their own shilas, to ask, you know, to make their own inquiries and decide, uh, you know, which things, according to their halachic approach, they're okay with eating.
uh, <laughs> I, I love your I love your suggested method of interrogation for El Al. That was quite clever. By Dr. Natan Slifkin is with us. We are strongly recommending that everybody, whether you're going now toward the end of the summer, whether you're going for Sukkot, make sure to take your family to the Biblical Museum of Natural History. It is extremely easy to find online, biblicalnaturalhistory.org, biblicalnaturalhistory.org. Rabbi Slifkin is inviting everyone to the Biblical Feast 2023. Three, the Feast of Kosher Curiosities. Literally, it's a can't-miss event for kosher foodies, as he puts it. Pre-Sukkot on Thursday, September the 28th. It's got its own website, biblicalfeast.org, biblicalfeast.org. Now, we've been concentrating. I mean, vaguely, we really haven't done too many specifics, but we've been concentrating in this conversation on fowl, uh, poultry, if you will, animals, etc. But I read on your website that there's going to be a special dessert uh, that's being served that does that also fits into the feast of kosher curiosities i mean are there desserts uh, available at your feast that people again in this audience have never had yeah well that will be our kosher loka kosher you know certain types of swarming grasshoppers locusts are named in the torah as kosher and certain communities have retained the tradition as to which those types of locusts are and there are certain uh, rabbinical authorities who say, you know, I mean, many people take the approach that if you're Ashkenazi Jew, then, you know, you, have a tr- you don't have a tradition, so you can't eat them. But many halakhic authorities say that it's not as though Ashkenazi Jews have a tradition against eating them. There just weren't any traditions that needed direction because there were no locusts in Ashkenaz. So according to those authorities, you know, Ashkenazim can participate in locusts. Now, the kosher type is not available uh, in the U.S., but uh, we raise them and we produce them uh, here at the museum. So that's what's coming up for dessert. Rabbi Slifkin, uh, even especially those of us without a British palate uh, normally like to end our meals with a dessert that's on the sweet side uh, that leaves a very positive taste in one's mouth, if you will. Uh, Can your locusts accomplish that goal? Well, we will be dipping them in chocolate. We will be offering the option of having them uh, dipped in a chocolate fountain to, uh, to attain that aim. And there will also be a non-locust alternative for those who are lo- locust intolerant. <laughs> so you're not going for the locust sorbet, but you are going for some type of alternative. Right. Uh, I'll share with you a funny story, by the way. Yeah. I'll share with you a funny story about the, the complexities involved in, this, in, in producing events like these. So, you know, the, the reason, you know, people might people's eyebrows might shoot off their head when they see the price tag associated with this event. They are incredibly complicated and expensive to, uh, to produce. Um, I, I say a couple of years ago, we were, we were the first time we served pheasants. So pheasants are birds that cost, you know, several hundred shekels each and right. are very difficult to, uh, to write type of pheasants, get them to acquire them. So we'd acquired a uh, six, managed to acquire six pheasants. And then do you remember in the museum, do you remember our kawatis? Those are like the big, like raccoon like animals sure. in our wildlife farm. Yep. Yep. So uh, we were holding our pheasants in an enclosure right next to the Kowati enclosure. And this was in the old museum before we moved to our new place. And somehow the Kowati reached its paws through the bars and managed to grab just the heads of all six pheasants and decapitated them all, which was not a kosher shita. 
Uh, so, uh, that, that, we had a last-minute scramble to find more pheasants. Yeah, that's an understatement. And talk about museum emergencies. That's uh, uh, That certainly fits in that category. The the horror that you and your staff must have been going through. Although, frankly, you know, sometimes when I slip, I read your stories, I think you've been through it all. Like, I don't know if anything can actually horrify you at this point when it comes to the animal kingdom. <laughs> Well, yeah, certainly I've had some wild experiences, so nothing comes as a complete surprise anymore. By the way, and by the way, you mentioned something about the price a moment ago, and of course it's expensive. But number one, a lot of people are spending a lot of money to be in Israel for Sukkot, and they want unique experiences. And, and go for it, folks. It's, it's, this one is one you'll remember forever. And the second thing I'll say is your museum is worth supporting. It's an incredible educational tool, an incredible, incredible educational forum uh, for all ages, including my age and, of course, you know, kids out there. Uh, everybody out there who, who walks in gains a tremendous amount from the couple hours that they spend or more that they spend at the Biblical uh, Natural History Museum. So we continue to, um, or the Biblical Museum of Natural History, I should say. So we continue to recommend it highly uh, to everyone. Uh, two quick questions. First of all, any new animals? Have you, Im- have you imported anybody of, of note over the last couple of months? Uh, let's see. What's new on exhibits? We have um, fiddler crabs which are astonishing crabs that have one giant claw, one small claw and one giant claw. They're very cool. Uh, We're getting a delivery from the Israel Nature and Parks Authority of an anaconda and some other giant snakes that they confiscated from somebody who had them illegally. It's illegal in Israel for a private individual uh, without a license to to keep giant snakes that could be potentially uh, eat somebody. Right. So uh, the Nature Authority is uh, comp- is confiscating them from the individual who has them and bringing them to the museum, where hopefully they will not eat, eat anybody. Amazing. And one of the most difficult challenges, I have to imagine, for a museum, especially when you're trying to attract people like me who are fascinated by what you're doing every few months to come and visit, is to actually update and uh, and produce new exhibits. I did read uh, about a couple of new exhibits that are already uh, in the museum uh, over the last year. How are they going so far? Yes, great. Well, we just opened our Art of the Ark exhibit. That's a, a diversion from us into the world of art, where we have over 100 artistic models of Noah's Ark from all over the world, wow. which are absolutely beautiful and fascinating to see how all these different parts of the world, everyone has their own local take on the story. You know, we've got our Chinese Ark with Chinese animals and Chinese Noah and <laughs> African Arks with African Noah and so on. It's really fascinating. Yeah, you showed me a preview of it, and it is fascinating. And everybody out there who uh, suspects that they've been to the museum already and therefore there's nothing new to see, uh, it's just the opposite, folks. There's always new animals, always new exhibits, and you should check it out. Uh, go to biblicalnaturalhistory.org for all the information, biblicalnaturalhistory.org for all the information. For those of you who are in Israel for Sukkot, the can't-miss event for Kosher Foodies is called Biblical Feast 2023. It's happening on Thursday, September the 28th. It's a unique opportunity to have a great night and to support the museum that, again, uh, we continue to encourage people to do. Uh, it's got its own website where you could register biblicalfeast.org biblicalfeast.org if you're in israel between yom kippur and sukkot take advantage rabbi dr natan slifkin founder of the biblical museum of natural history i will take this opportunity to wish you a shana tova and i hope a lot of our listeners take advantage that you see them there on that thursday night Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And people who want to come to Sukkot, they should definitely book soon because it, it sells out. It will sell out totally right before Sukkot. 
Good point. It's a uh, popular attraction. Yeah, it certainly is. Get to the website, everybody. Make your reservations now if you're planning on being in Israel for Sukkot. The uh, Biblical Museum of Natural History is in Beit Shemesh. The website, biblicalnaturalhistory.org. More coming up. It's a Tuesday at JM in the AM.